We're in a series of giving more than, exploring giving more. And I want to explore today giving more than enough. Scripture says God will supply everything we want. All our needs. Thank you, Jill. Well done. God will supply our needs. And God also, Scripture also talks about pressed down and running over. So God is a God of generosity. God is a, a, a God is a, a God of more than enough. So one of the things I did last week as part of our theme was to ask us, how would you treat yourself? How would you treat yourself? There was, there was, I, I chased people up with WhatsApp messages, uh, sent them out to... We have over 50 adults in the church now when we, we consider everybody online and everybody who's watching from home and those people in the room. So I reached out to over 50 people and said, how would you treat yourself? Yeah, and there was a pause. Some people came back really quickly, obviously very clear about how they treat themselves. Some, hmm, interesting day. I have to think about that one. Somebody else said, oh, give me a bit more time. Got some answers, and I'm going to share that later on in the, the service. But do you know what? I think I told you two weeks ago that, you know, if we don't receive when somebody gives us something, then we rob them of the opportunity of giving. And I told you the story of being given the, blank, the blanket in Uganda. I'm not going to tell that story again. But do you know, sometimes we say, oh, no, 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 thank you very much. That's very kind of you. And we're not very good receivers. And do you know what? I honestly believe it starts with us. Can we give to ourselves? Can we appreciate ourselves? Do we feel okay about ourselves? And, 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 and here's an interesting thing. One of the themes that came out of, I said, how could you treat yourself? Have a budget of about five pounds. Somebody came back and said, they'd go into London and have a meal out and go to a show. And I thought, hmm. <laughs> I don't know what kind of show you're watching and what kind of restaurant you're going to and a train fare into London all for five pounds. I guess it might be possible. I don't know. So I'd love someone to prove it to me. But uh, How would you treat yourself? And we're going to come to that in a moment. But let's think a little bit about giving. In Luke chapter 11, verses 5 to 9, it says this. And he said to them, Which of you shall have a friend... And go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me some bread, some loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me on his journey and I have nothing to set before him. Has anybody ever been like that? You had somebody pop in and you're thinking, I've got nothing to give them. And he answered from within and say, do not trouble me. The door is now shut. My children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give to you. I say to you that though he will not rise and give to him, because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. So I say to you, okay, so, come back to that in a moment. So, ever been persistent? Ever kept on knocking? Ever kept on asking? For those who are parents or aunties or uncles or grandparents, have you ever had a child say, oh, mummy, can I have an ice cream? Or daddy, can I have an ice cream? 
you probably remember presents that were opened at Christmas where the child said, I really want this, and then it's opened and put aside in 30 seconds. And you think, hmm, I wonder whether they really wanted that. You know, when, when, when a child, when a person comes back again and says, oh, I'd love an ice cream. Again, I'd love an ice cream. And I'm probably making people think about ice cream now. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, but, but do you know what? When we're persistent, persistence breaks through. And God encourages us to be persistent. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much. Effective and fervent means persistent. Keep on asking. And so why did this friend come down and eventually give some bread to their friend? Because of persistence. Not because of friendship, but because of persistence. I'd like you to turn this into your world. You're sleeping upstairs and there's a a phone call or a front door bell ringing. And you're thinking, who on earth can that be at this time of night? You're in bed. Maybe you look out the window and you're still not sure. But then they call up and say, I just have, have a need of something. You might say, go back and go, go away and come back in the morning, please. Or what are you doing knocking at this time of night? You know, if they kept on ringing, eventually you'd probably go down and say, what's going on? Because of their persistence. And it's this last verse in Luke 11, 9. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Not may, it will be given to you. Seek and you will find Knock and it will be opened to you. I'd like to challenge each one of us. Have you ever been looking for something? You've lost something, your keys, mm-hmm. uh, an important piece of paper, um, a ring, a piece of jewellery. Um, you've lost something. And you, you spend maybe a few hours looking. But you, you're now f- so frustrated with yourself, you give up. It's like, oh. But maybe you come back again and maybe you come back again. And many times we found things. Suddenly, or maybe when we walk away, our mind just processes it and says, oh, where was I when I last saw that? Ah, oh, I, I was in the dining room reading some books. You move the pile of books and there's the piece of paper that you were looking for. You know, there's very much a guidance here to saying, let's persist. Let's persist in giving. Let's persist in sharing. Let's persist in seeking, knocking and looking. I'd now like to look at a a verse, because I do want to think about um, giving. James chapter 4, verses 2 and 3. You lust and you do not have. You murder and cover and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have, because you do not ask. One of the things we have as human beings is the ability to speak. Most of us have the ability to speak. We have the ability to ask of someone. And I firmly believe that sometimes God is looking and waiting for us to ask from him. A different version says this, you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss, that you may spend it on your pleasures. A different version would say this. You want something. This is in the Amplified version. You want something, 
but you can't get it. You kill and want what others have, but you can't have what you want. You argue and fight. You don't have what you want because you don't ask God. When you do ask for something, you don't receive it. Why? Because you ask for the wrong reason. You want to spend your money on your sinful pleasures. And I'll go back to the question I asked you. How would you treat yourself? Well, okay, if you spent it on sinful pleasures, maybe that's not a good investment. But some people said they were going to buy a book. Some people said they'd get a piece of music. I can't imagine that's a sinful pleasure. There are times when children will come to us and they'll ask us for something. We think, no, that's not, not, not so good for you. you know, they've already had a packet of crisps and a bunch of other things and now they want a chocolate and an ice cream and something else. And you think, no, you can have an apple, dear. I don't want an apple. Well, you can have an apple if you want one. Ask. And let's go back to what it says in Luke. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. Let me give you yet another version of James 4 verses 2 and 3. You are jealous and covet what others have. And your desires go unfulfilled. So you become murderers. To hate is to murder as far as your hearts are concerned. You burn with envy and anger and are not able to obtain the gratification, the contentment and the happiness that you seek. So you fight and war. You do not have because you do not ask. Or you do ask God for them and yet fail to receive because you ask with the wrong purpose evil and selfish motives, your intention is when you get what you desire, you'll spend it on your own pleasures. Motive. It starts to speak to motive. And so why would we give to ourselves? Why would we treat ourselves? Well, because we're made in God's image. We're created in his image. We're created to be more like him. In 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 to 9, it says this, But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his own heart, not grudgingly or necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. God loves a cheerful giver. So I want to encourage us to give. That's part of the logic. Now, wait, I didn't pick one up in the end. That's part of the simple logic why we have mugs and bags and magnifiers and pens. Because we want to give to others. Do you know, I, 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 in the last week, I've given three bags away. Um, and each time I saw a need... I had to replenish the bags in my, in my car, actually, because I'd run out. But wh- why did I give a bag away? Because I saw someone struggling. They were walking down the street trying to... They'd obviously tried to save on a, on a plastic bag, save the 10p. So I said, 
I've got a, I've got, I have one in my pocket. I reached into my pocket. Thank God I've actually put it in my pocket this time. It's, I don't know whether you've ever had this, when you've thought, this is the time to give out a magnifier. This is the time to give out a bag. And then you think... And then you go look in the car and it's not there either. And so please, the whole purpose is to encourage us to be a church that gives, to be part of mirroring and showing that God is a generous God. But then it's also an excuse to have a conversation. You know, I love it when Judy says to me, Dave, we're going to have to replenish one of these things because we've given them away, we need to get some more. I love it when that happens because that means people are giving things away. And so please do keep on taking mugs, taking bags, taking pens, taking magnifiers, keep one in your car, keep one at home, have a conversation and then give it away. And then remember to replace it. Because you know, I, 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 don't, I don't want you to think, oh, I wish I'd had one. Just, just keep on taking them. Because it's about having that conversation about God's a generous God, church is part of God's plan, and let's give into all that we have. So let's have a little look at the survey then. I asked you how you would treat yourself. I said we had reached out to over 50 people in the church now. We didn't include children, and I'll explain that next week. I'll explain why I didn't include the children next, next week, because we're going to continue this into next week as well. I asked how you would treat yourself. I then had to put a budget on it, and that was a budget of £5. Here's some, here's some numbers about what I can tell you that we, we got feedback on. 52% of people said... They treat themselves with some kind of food. 20% said tea or coffee. I bundled those together, hot drinks. 12% said plants or flowers. 16%, that's the others. That's the 100%. Then if anybody says it doesn't add up to 100%, and you've probably already calculated that, the 17% is from a different calculation. But, you know, food... But here's the interesting thing, 17%, even though I said, how would you treat yourself? 17% said, I would treat myself by doing something with somebody else. So even though I was talking and focusing on you, you still said, I'm going to do it with a friend. Somebody said, I would go to a coffee shop with a friend and I'd have a coffee or a latte or I'd go for a walk and then I'd have a drink with somebody. Those kinds of things. So even in the midst of focusing on you, people were still saying, I want to take somebody with me and I want to explore that. So let's explore the food survey firstly for a moment. I don't know what you, I don't know what you guessed. The top food items were. Anybody want to guess? Chocolate. Chocolate. Okay. Well done, number one. Anybody want to guess number two? I have actually already mentioned it. Okay. Ice cream. No surprise there. And I bet you, maybe. No, I, I think. Maybe one person in the room might guess the third one. It's a South African delicacy. Biltong. Well done. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Had a number of votes for Biltong. Okay? If you've never tried it, speak to Nikki, um, speak to others. I'm sure we can source you with some Biltong. But you know what? Why have I done this? Well, I've done this because I wanted to encourage people to treat themselves. I think in, in times when we felt pressured, when we felt, I think it's good to, to, to give to yourself. Give time to yourself. Give space to yourself. Give, give yourself permission to have a bit of a luxury, to have a break. 
the, the most common words I'm hearing right now is I'm stressed, I'm overworked, I'm under pressure, blah, 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 blah. I could keep on going. So when was the last time you had a break? When was the last time you just had a bath and relaxed, sat in the sunshine? Oh, I don't have time for that, Dave. Okay? Let me be really honest with you. You, you are a, God's creation. If we don't look after God's creation, we're missing something. And I'm pointing to myself as much as anybody else here. You know, there's work I've got to do. I, I deliberately decided to buy some more fruit this week just to encourage myself to eat fruit rather than something else. I know they're simple things, but we've got to pay attention. We've got to look after ourselves. Because God is a generous God. And so in Luke 6, 38, it says this, Give and it will be given to you in good measure. Pressed down, shaken together and running over will be put into your bosom. For within the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Give and it will be given to you. Proverbs, fantastic book, says this, He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord, and he will pay back what he has given. Now I want to explore this word lend. I don't know what you think about the word lend. As soon as I'm using that word, some of you are probably immediately thinking about something that you lent to somebody that hasn't come back yet. There was a book that Julia and I love. Uh, it's a book called No Compromise by Keith Green. I don't know whether you've read it. If you haven't read it, I'd encourage you to read it. But we bought one and we lent it to somebody. And then when we, we had somebody else come round and we said, oh, well, you really must read this book. Went to the bookshelf. Oh, who's got that now? And immediately in my mind was, I haven't given back. Um, so we bought another copy. I think we ended up buying three or four copies and lending them away. And there are, some of them are still out there somewhere. I think we've got two copies on the shelf at the moment. But you know, what, do you, what, do, what does lending mean? You know, most of you know that I worked in Papua New Guinea. In Papua New Guinea, the word lend meant you give it to someone else until you ask for it back. You give it to somebody else until you ask. Now, I'm not saying that should be your definition. I'm just giving you a different definition. You give it to somebody else until you ask for it back. Now, I learned this because um, the girls at the school that I was teaching at um, they often used to cook at the weekend. They'd go into the bush and they'd take some pots with them and they'd, they'd cook it and they'd have a bit of a picnic. They were allowed to do that within a certain distance of the school. And one of the girls in one of my classes didn't have enough money to have a pot to go and have a, a picnic with her friends to cook sweet potato and yams. So she said, Brother David, which is what they called me then, uh, can I borrow a pot? Emmy, Emmy Wanton pot belong you, which means I'd like a pot. Yeah, want, borrow one of your pots. So I lent her one of my pots. Now, I had, a, I had my Western mindset on that. I'd lent it to her, she'd use it, and she'd bring it back. It was about three months later. I thought, I wonder where that pot is. And I went back to her and just said, have you still got that? Did you lose it? And she said, no, 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 I've, I've been looking after it for you. Do you need it back? And immediately asked it for it back. It was all clean and ready to go. She gave it straight back to me. But th th their model was, you, you give it to somebody until you ask for it back. Now, it's a different mindset. But you know what? That, that, I think it's an interesting one when we start thinking about the economy of God and things like paying it forward. Let's say you lent a book to someone. They found it so interesting, they wanted you to recommend it to somebody else. So they took your book and they passed it to somebody else and then they passed it to somebody else. Now, is that bad? No, four or five people are getting blessed by the book. But you've lost, you've lost where your book is now. If you ask them, they've oh, I've lent it to some, I've forgotten. But, you know, sometimes I think we need to let things go. Sometimes, I, you know, just, 
I, I honestly believe there are people who've got little notebooks of things they lent people 20 years ago. I, I, I'm sure there are people out there like that. And if that's you, I'm pressing your buttons. Apologize. <laughs> Psalm 112, verse 5 says this. The good person is generous and lends lavishly. Mm. God is a generous God. I'd encourage you to be generous. And so I want to model this. I want to model this as a church. So let's go back to the question that I asked you. Surprise. We want to model generosity as a church. So the treat that you decided that you wanted next week the church will give you, or give you a way of going out and buying it. We will give you something. It'll be about, if you said coffee, you'll have a voucher for coffee. If it was, you know, we're going to work out how to do that, even if it's just giving you the cash, if it's a bit more complicated than that. I wouldn't want to buy you a plant, and then you think, well, I don't like that plant. Well, okay. I want to model generosity. So the church is going to give you, and that, we'll start giving them out next Sunday, at church. But, and that's for everybody who's already answered. But it's also for anybody who hasn't answered, who answers by the end of play today. So all you have to do is get a message. If you've already told us, that's already in the list. Don't worry about that. Don't have to tell us again. But if you haven't told us, then let me know, and we'll add that, and then we'll start giving the gifts out from next Sunday at church. So you've got till the end of play today. Why would I say the end of play today? Well, just because we've got to start organising, getting these things. So, God's a generous God. We're a generous people. And this is not the end of the story. I'm going to add to the story next week when we talk about actually giving it to you. So, treat yourself. Look after yourself. Give, and it will be given unto you. I'll end with this story. It's a very old story because it's when I was a student at university. So a very long time ago. I remember going to a particular church on Sunday and I used to go to the same church every Sunday morning but Sunday evenings I used to go to different churches. And uh, I went to this particular church on the Sunday evening. I decided where I was going to go and I had to catch a bus to go where I was going to go. So I bought the ticket got to the church, and I don't know why I'd bought a single, but I'd bought a single, I think I was going back somewhere else afterwards. And in the service came the time for the offering. And as I prayed, how should I bless these people? I felt the Father say to me, give everything. So I took the pound note, pound note, out of my pocket, shows you how long ago it was, Put it in the and as the offering bowl was coming around, I felt a little nudge. As, as it said, and the rest. And I was thinking, oh yes, I've got some coins. So I put my hand in the pocket, took the coins out, and then I thought, mm, I haven't got a bus fare. And I had a real, you know, there's my need. I need to get back, but God's asking me to give everything. And it wasn't a lot of money, but it was. It meant I didn't know how I was going to go back from church to to where I was going next. Anyway, fit of peak. Fit of obedience, put it all in the offering bowl. Comes to the end of the service, we're having coffee after church, chatting to somebody, and I got chatting to this person. Oh, where, where do you live in town? I told him. He said, "You know, I live just around the corner from you. Can can I give you a lift home?" 
Right. Oh, yeah, okay. God has the details in mind. I don't know whether I would have got... Here's the interesting thing. I do not know whether I would have got offered the lift home if I hadn't have put everything in the offering box. I will never know. I will never know. But sometimes I'd encourage you, just find out how generous God is. He goes before us. He thinks he's, he's, his plans are ultimately amazing and they're incredible. And so let me encourage you. Be generous to others. Be generous to yourself. Give and it will be given unto you. Let me pray. And I'm going to pray about a couple of things. And the first thing I want to pray about is motive. You know, many times when we get asked for something, we're immediately, why do they need it? What do they need it for? How are they going to use it? Think about someone who asks you for some money to buy some food. And I, I, we need wisdom in these times, but let me encourage you not always to jump to the assumption of what you see. And so, Father God, I pray that, Lord, you'd multiply that which our hands are set to do. Father, would you cause us as workers, as volunteers, as, as servers of community, family and friends, Father, help us to be people who have space and time and resources in which we can give from. Father, I pray that you'd release to us all that we need and more that we can give to others. You are a generous God. You're, a, you're able to give immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. And so, Father, I'm asking of you that, Lord, you give to us. And, Lord, we carry it for a short while. But, Lord, we give it to others. Because the economy of the kingdom is an economy of multiplication. The economy of the kingdom is 30, 60, 100 fold, not one, two, three. And so, Father God, help us to see beyond our needs. To see to others that, Lord, we can do it together. We can have fun together. We can give together. We can celebrate and do it together. I think of those people who said that even when they were blessed, even when they were treating themselves... They still wanted to do it with someone else. That speaks of community. That speaks of church. That speaks of relationship. Father God, help us to do that. And Father, where we lack, where we're literally running out ourselves, Father, would you bring people to us, resources to us, where we're running out of time, Lord, would you bring partners, uh, co-workers, to come and stand and to do and to be what we need to do and to be. And so, Father God, help us to be your church at work in this time. Help, your, help us to be kingdom builders. And help us to see many more drawn into the kingdom out of a heart of generosity and a place of givenness. For your glory, Lord. Amen. Amen. Do you want to do the notices, Nicky? Yep, okay. Let's... Uh, Click onto the notices then, please, Rachel.